Welcome to the Good News and You podcast, where our hope is that through studying God's Word, we can help lead you into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey guys, Jacob Chandler here. And it's Tyler Keenum here with you. If you saw our name pop up on your podcast app, don't scratch your eyes. We are actually back for another episode less than six months later. Right, second in a week, in in less than a week. We did one last Thursday. Isn't that great? It is wonderful. Another episode, episode eight of The Good News and You. Uh, Tyler, I'm excited. Before we dive into our topic, though, I did want to say uh, thank you to the church that we serve uh, on staff. Both of us serve on staff. Me as an associate and youth pastor, you as a ministry intern. Uh, I just want to say thank you to First Baptist Tanner for allowing us uh, the time and the resources, the, the building and everything, and, and the room and uh, and all that to to pump this podcast out and, and just giving us the freedom. Our pastor, Dr. Gary and Finger, so been so supportive of us in this, uh, just doing this Bible study podcast as really as an extension of the ministry of First Baptist Tanner. So I did want to say thank you for that, you know. And they also uh, give us the endorsements. You know, I know your wife is a big endorser for us, you know, sharing on the Facebook page. And um, several of our youth members have, have helped us out in endorsing us. So, um, yeah, we definitely appreciate you guys and all that you've done for the podcast. Definitely. And we, we keep pumping it out for you. And we have a, quite a few members that listen, too. So, you know, it's... it's and, and support us. Uh, one of our biggest supporters we, we shouted out to last time, Lacey Harrison, you know, so uh, we have quite a few um, church members that listen to us, so we really do appreciate that. And and really that's our goal uh, is not to just be this big, great, grand podcast, but our goal is uh, that it would help um, not only not only the people, but, but really the people that we minister to on a daily basis to help them grow in the Word and grow in their spiritual walk. Uh, and, and it's that's that's what it's done. God, that's what God's allowed us to do through this. But it also allows us to to broaden our horizons outside of our church, uh, and, and just um, whoever listens to it, uh, whoever wants to listen to it, uh, that we would help you grow in your spiritual walk with Jesus. And even though we wouldn't mind being a mega podcast for sure, you know, right? We, we'd definitely, love, we'd love to be big, but that's not our goal. Right? You know, our goal is just to be simple and spread Jesus. That's right. And that's all we want to do with this. And you know, whether you're a member of of First Baptist Tanner or not, um, if you're not a member anywhere, of course, I would definitely encourage you to come join us. Um, but if you're not, you know, this is your podcast too. This is everybody's podcast, and that's um, what we've been trying to do throughout this. That's right. And so our topic today, as you probably have seen, as you click on this, this is a, uh, a attention grabber title that that you see there: uh, spiritual cancer. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter twelve, and we're going to talk about something that. Um, is a is a cancer in your spiritual um, in your spiritual walk with Jesus, and that is uh, bitterness. Uh, really, just just a uh, a seed of bitterness. And Hebrews twelve fifteen really um, uh, goes into it and, and t- talks to it talks to us. And, and I'm not going to get ahead of us, um, but talks to us about what what bitterness is and how it starts and how it springs up. You know, right? And Hebrews twelve. 12.15 says this. It says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it may become defiled. So it says, See to it that no seed of bitterness, no root of bitterness. Man, you know, I, I was, Tyler, I was trying to, Rebecca and I just uh, moved into a new house back in back in September, and I was getting a, 
getting ready to do a garden. Uh, I've done a garden since I was like 12 years old. I, I, I had a neighbor, an elderly neighbor that, neighbor that I helped with it, you know. And, and so I've, I've always enjoyed doing that, but I hadn't done one in like three or four years. And so finally got a house that's our own and live in the city, really. And so I decided I'm going to do a little garden. I, I did a little uh, um, kind of a raised garden bed to keep the dogs out, you know. And I was tilling up the the, the soil out there, the, the yard, and, man, I was like, Oh, man, this is going to be a good spot for it. And I really don't have a great spot in my yard, to be honest with you. And, um, man, I got to tell you, there were roots everywhere. Man, it took me three days of solid work to get the roots from all the trees that are around the yard out. And that really spoke to me as I was reading this verse and thinking about it, about how hard it is to get a root out, about how hard it is to get something that has rooted and grown and just like, man, I mean, just how hard it is to get that out. And and God's word says, lest the root of bitterness spring up in you. And he calls it a root. And a root's not an easy thing to get rid of. And a root goes down deep really fast. It really does. And, and you know, we talk about how, you talk about spiritual cancer. Bitterness is a cancer to our spiritual walk. It's a cancer to our soul. Uh, and And that's why... Paul speaks here in Hebrews. Well, some, some speculate Paul, the writer of Hebrews. Uh, not, not real sure, so that's why I say Paul. But they talk in Hebrews about how it's a root, a root of bitterness. And that's why he says you got to be real careful. And Jacob, the Bible talks about it so much. Like the Bible brings up bitterness so much. You know, um, in Matthew six fourteen. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the the Sermon on the Mount, where where Jesus um, kind of gives his model prayer uh, for you know how we should pray, and uh, he says he says in that prayer, you know, forgive us of our trespasses, those forgive or for uh, forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Um, and later it says Matthew in six fourteen says if you forgive others of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Um, and forgiveness, I think we um, also see as a as a big part of uh, a bitterness and um, getting rid of it. Also in Proverbs fourteen thirty, it says, "A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot." You know, it, being jealous of somebody also a big cause of bitterness. So, um, bitterness just comes from so many different aspects of life. I guess is where I'm getting at in this, and it just it just seems to pop up everywhere we look. Yeah, you know, bitterness is is really. Um, uh, our pastor had talked a, a little bit about pride for a few weeks in his Sunday sermons, you know, and, and bitterness really is a pride issue, uh, and it, and it's um, that I'm better, and, and I and really that I deserve better than what I've gotten or what I've been given or or whatever it is. I deserve better, so uh, if I don't get it, I'm going to be bitter. I'm going to be angry, um, and and man, I got to tell you, bitterness, man, that verse. Uh, in Proverbs that you read about that envy makes the bones rot. Uh, that's just, man, I don't know about you, but I don't want my bones rotten. Uh, and, and bitterness can do that to you, and it really is a cancer. It can make you sick. You know, studies show, scientific studies show that bitterness, you know, anger, jealousy, really just, it can make people physically sick. I mean, to the point of being put in the hospital, physically sick. And, you know, I know it's cliche, Tyler, to say, but bitterness, um, the anger and the bitterness towards somebody doesn't hurt anyone except you. It, it doesn't hurt that person. 
you know, always you talk about the cliche, you know, we always hear the story about the husband coming home from work. He's had a long day at work, so he goes home and he kicks the dog. And then he goes home and he has a short temper with his wife. And he takes his frustrations out on his kids. And in turn, now their kids are unhappy, so now they take their frustrations out on their friends. You know, it's always it's always a, a chain reaction of, of how you um, act towards other people, how that bitterness makes you act towards the other people. You know, the, um, the friends that hurt us in the past, um, we take that out on the friends who haven't hurt us, the friends that have been there for us, you know, for a long time. The, the boyfriend or girlfriend that's, that's hurt us in the past, the husband and wife that's hurt us in the past, we take that out on the, the, the person that's, that's going to be with us forever. So um, a lot of different people, I feel like, are, are affected by our actions, especially when we let bitterness control us like that. I agree, and, you know, I, I certainly agree with that, that we don't, you know, um, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't hurt the person that you're mad at. But it does affect everyone around you. And that goes, uh, bitterness is a sin. Anger is a sin, Tyler. And that goes with sin completely. Uh, your sin, you need to know. You need to hear that your sin doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around you. And let me say this. You say, well, bitterness is just down in my heart. I don't bring it out. Uh, I don't I don't talk to people about how mad I am at that person. Maybe you say, well, I'm a quiet person. I don't talk to people about how mad I am at that person. I'm going to tell you, whatever sin you have in your life, uh, whatever it is, even if it's in secret, even if it's in secret, it controls you and it controls people around you. It it affects people around you. Your sin not only affects, and for our topic today, bitterness not only affects you, but it affects all the people around you. And and that brings us to our next point, Tyler. That bitterness begins to the the, the more you let bitterness grow down into your soul. Now here's here's what's cool. Here's what's cool about this. We're talking about bitterness as a root. Most of the time when we talk about spiritual growth, we talk about fruits. We talk about how as Christians we want to grow. Uh, as Christians, we want to grow and we want to produce spiritual fruit. We want to produce the fruits of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit lives in us as Christians. And we talk about fruit. And we talk about growing up and out and, and being big and and. We grow into this big, wonderful Christian tree, and we produce these big, wonderful Christian fruits, right? That's our goal. But this verse talks about a root growing down. It doesn't grow out. It grows down first. And that's how, but the truth is, that's how, even as Christians, if we want to bear fruit, it comes from our roots, and, and Jacob, just talking about this, like I have to just think think it back to this story that I had that of of last summer where I had, um, and of course I won't name any names, but uh, this is definitely a lesson that's that's always hit hard for me because um, I feel like it's something that I've I've struggled with and I've had to learn the hard way on it several times. But um, I do remember last summer having a huge fallout with a um, a very very close friend, and the fallout lasted about three months. It was a a former coworker that I worked with, and I can just remember um, everybody around us noticing it. And I can remember uh, I work at a at a local fast food restaurant, so I can remember customers noticing it, outsiders noticing it, and I can just remember how miserable I was because, like you had said, that that root had just rooted itself so deep in my heart that it was so uh, bent on 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 my way, and that. 
I was right and, and this person had, had hurt me. And because, you know, bitterness, I like to define bitterness as, as, as someone that has, has taken from you, said something to you, or done something to you. Right. And, and this person I had felt like had done pretty much all three of them. But like I said, that root was just so deep down in my heart. You know, but we always talk about identity and where your identity is and is your identity focused on Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, when you're dug down in the root of bitterness, when that root roots yourself in your heart, your identity is who you're bitter at. That's right. Or what you're bitter at. Because it literally controls every single aspect of your life. And that includes mentally and physically and, and verbally, like we were talking about earlier, man. It just manifests itself. That's exactly right. Your your fruits come from your roots. And if you're, you have the root of bitterness living in your heart, you're going to have the fruit of bitterness. Right. And that is, that's like you talking about, the man comes home, kick the dog, mad, short-tempered. That's the fruits of bitterness and anger. And I just got to tell you, I just got to stop here and say, uh, if you're listening out there, uh, if you struggle with bitterness, if you're angry at somebody, and as soon as we talked about bitterness, as soon as we mentioned this, you're like, yeah, I got that. I struggle with that. Just allow God to work in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Dig up the root of bitterness in your life today. Make that happen now. Uh, you know, we talk about today's the day of salvation. Today is a, as a good a day as any to dig up the root of bitterness in your life. Call that person, apologize, um, whatever it may be. Uh, call that person and say, maybe you didn't do anything. Sometimes you have to apologize for things you don't do, but but maybe you just have to call that person and, and, and just make up with them. Uh, you know, um, I, I've had similar situations in my life, Tyler, where I've been bitter at somebody, uh, and I'm like, I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to. And, and uh, those things manifest themselves. Uh, but finally, it was um, came to the point where I just said, hey, come over to the house. You know, hey, come by. Or, hey, you know, sorry, but, sorry, but, you know, and, and I didn't even do anything. But, you know, it, it, sorry, but I can't let bitterness and anger rule my life anymore. And another thing, pray for that person, mm. that person you're bitter at. My wife taught me a very important lesson uh, just just about a year ago is that it's hard to pray for somebody if you're angry at them. Right. And and you, you, you have to set your anger aside to be able to pray for that person. And they need your prayers. Uh, so pray for that person as well. Um, you know, we, we talk about how bitterness begins to control you. We talk about bitterness. I know I kind of got off there a little bit, but we'll get back on. You know, bitterness begins to control you. Bitterness, um, like a poison spreads throughout, bitterness, is it roots itself inside of you. And um, it talks about growing down into you. And, man, it, it will take and wreak havoc in your life. Jacob, it, I feel like it even controls itself so much that it controls us so much that a lot of times we don't even realize we have a problem. I agree. You know, the alcoholic doesn't know he has a problem. Right. The the wife who, who comes home and, you know, the guy's passed out on the couch, she's the one that realizes the alcoholic has a problem. So I encourage you, if you do... You know, if you have had this bitterness pointed out in your life, you know, I've always said, I heard a, a, a very prominent pastor um, in Georgia who said that, um, you know, if you keep, uh, that bitterness, if it doesn't kill you tomorrow, it'll kill you sometime down the road. That's right. 
you know, maybe alcoholism won't kill you tomorrow, but it'll kill you sometime down the road. And that's the same with bitterness, man. It may not kill you tomorrow. You know, you may forget about it for a second tomorrow. But like we were talking about with that root, that it's still there. And it's still going to be there. And even if it doesn't show its head tomorrow, maybe when you see that person's face next week or when you hear somebody talk about that person next week, that's when it's going to show its head again. I agree. And that's a great quote. That's a great word, Tyler. Um, You know, you, you have to... Uh, it, you have to know that it will affect you. It will kill you. Um, and so, you know, the the thing is, as we talked about just now, as I, as I mentioned when I kind of ran off over there on a tangent, uh, is that you just got to get rid of it. Uh, you've got to rid yourself of all bitterness and anger, strife, jealousy in your life because it will control you. It will um, it will rule you. And, and the, the key, I think, to... Um, Ridden, ridden yourself of bitterness is you have to allow God to reveal that to you and it may be like you said Tyler through somebody else uh, it may be through another person it may be that you have to um, God God reveals it to you by somebody coming and saying man why are you so angry all the time why are you so bitter you know it may be it may be those kind of things but you have to let uh, God reveal that to you and, and Jacob, that goes along with what you were saying earlier about you praying for that person. When you immerse yourself in prayer like that, that's where God reveals it to you. And he reveals it to you through his word, through through passages like this, um, through different scripture and, 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 and different things like that. Like you said, different people. Um, just immersing yourself and keeping your identity. Like we, It feels like we just keep talking about this. Keeping your identity in Christ, that's where we get these things revealed to us. That's right. We have to make sure our identity is in Christ. It's not in our anger. It's not in our uh, our identity. We talked about that before. I know you said we keep we, we stay on it, but uh, but but it is a lot about identity. Um, and so uh, you know, so you just have to you have to dig it up, dig up the root of bitterness. If you've allowed, just like he said in this verse, that see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by any by many it becomes defiled God he says in this verse that make sure you got to make sure you know uh, here at the church our front lawn is is treated by one of our church members uh, and what they do is they treat that for them a lot of you probably know this they treat it because all the good, nice grass that comes in, the Bermuda grass comes in, there's weeds that come in under it. And, and they spray it so that it kills those weeds off. But if I just went out there and mowed it down, it would come right back up, They're and it would come back. right back up, and it would come right back up. So that's why he says, see to it that no root of bitterness springs up and takes control of your life, because then you're, he, said, he says right there, then your life becomes defiled. Uh, and that doesn't sound right, does it? Oh, oh so I'm angry. So my life's defiled. That doesn't sound right, but it's so true that if you allow bitterness to take over your life, your life becomes defiled because one, bitterness is a sin, and two, you'll, you'll just you'll let it control your whole life, and ain't no telling what you'll do, how angry you are. You may say things about that person. You may say things you don't mean. You may say things you shouldn't say, uh, whatever that is, but you allow bitterness to control your life. And so he says, uh, make sure that you don't let any root of bitterness and that's why we're saying you got to dig it up. You can't just mow it down because it comes back. And Jacob, because there's a root. 
That's right. And Jacob, I think um, another another key to getting rid of it, as we had kind of alluded to it earlier, and we just try not to get ahead of ourselves, but man, forgiveness. Yeah, that's to right. let grace remove it. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know where I would be right now. I don't know where we would be right now if God hadn't forgiven us. That's right. You know, and Amen. he. He, he had forgiven us for things that we hadn't already done yet. He'd forgiven us for things that we, you know, hadn't even existed for yet, and he had already forgiven us, you know. And so um, I've, I heard that, that same pastor, you know, we talked about Mike Stone earlier. He said that when you forget forgiveness, you forget Calvary. Oh, man, that's good. When you forget to forgive somebody else, you forget what God's done for that's you, right. man. That's exactly right. And that's crazy to think about that, you know, God was was, was so loving to us and and he was so loving especially you know even at the point at Golgotha when they were beating him up man you know at that point you know he's he's been on the cross for six hours now he's got a crown of thorns on his head and it's like you know he's about he's mumbling out one last breath you know he, he's choking on blood he's mumbling out one last breath and you're like he's about to give it to him now you know Pilate's about to be damned to hell but instead his last words are father forgive them All right are you kidding me? And then we we can't forgive somebody else for, you know, whatever it is. Right. Whatever situation that is for whatever they've said to us, whatever they've done to us, I guarantee you they hasn't, you know, crucified us. That's right. I can guarantee that. And that's that's what Jesus has done for us. So just keep that in mind that to forget to forgive is to forget Calvary. That's right. And, and and you know the Bible also says in Romans twelve eighteen if at all possible on your part live at peace with everyone, mm-hmm. man do your best to you know just be peaceful, right. be peaceful with everyone. You know that's what that's what uh, God calls us to do. So Tyler, let me conclude with this. Uh, there's a story that I heard about um, Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general. It was after the war was over. He was. Uh, at a lady's house, he was he was sitting on her front porch, and she's sitting out there with him, and they're looking out in her front yard, and there's a tree that has just been destroyed by the war, and, and she is so angry about it, she's so bitter about it, and she's like, "Would you just look at that?" She points out there, and she said, "All the limbs are gone. My my kids used to climb that tree. My you know my kids used to have a swing hanging off the limbs, you know, and and just was so angry and bitter about it. And just look at what those Union soldiers did to it. Just look at what those." those guys did to it and she says what are we going to do about that to which robert e lee simply replied dig it up cut it down and dig it up folks that's what we need to do with the bitterness in our life just cut it down and dig it up and don't allow it to control you anymore tyler that's it that concludes this episode and episode eight of the good news in you and Man, we're excited about it to be back with you. Yep. And we're we're hope we're hoping that y'all are ex- as excited as we are because we are super super stoked about this podcast and we're so glad that we could be with you and study God's word with you. That's right. Appreciate y'all listening and uh, hope that this podcast blesses you uh, as much as it blesses us. So God bless and we'll see you next time.